Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know me, Jackie Cation, your host, and all of the websites that are connected with the Dork Forest. JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, FamilyPetAncestry.com, AllThingsComedy.com, slash Jackie Cation, lowercase, or slash The Dork Forest, probably lowercase. All Things Comedy is my comedy podcast network that I'm part of with Al Madrigal. And there's a bunch of podcasts on there, including Aaron Foley's and Tom Papa's. Super fun. Really nice comics. Really nice, funny people. Go check out their podcasts as well. And this episode is a fun one. Let's do uh, the credits. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio. Mike Rickberg did the theme song at the beginning of the show. He'll sing again the Mexican hat dance at the end of the show. Vilmos fixes my website. Uh, on JackieCation.com, there's a bunch of things you can do. You can, uh, to support the show, you can use the Amazon banner. That's ordering to Amazon through that portal, an Amazon banner on the upper right-hand side of my page. doesn't cost you extra. I get a bit of a kickback from Amazon when you order from Amazon. And other than that, you can just buy merch. There's T-shirts. There's Dork Forest and Ranger of the Dork Forest T-shirts. Working on a new one, but so far, those are the ones. If you don't have those, get on it. They are American-made here in the United States. They are union-made by people with insurance. You can just also donate to the Dork Forest. If you are liking the show, I'd love you to donate a hundred bucks a year, ten bucks a month. I haven't made that easy because I don't like a monthly payment. So if you're having a good time, throw me ten bucks every month or throw me three of twenty-five dollars. And if you don't have it, don't worry about it. Just uh, support the show in some other way. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Periscope. I'm on Facebook. There's a Ranger page on Facebook where you can and uh, just talk about the show, and that's super fun. Oh, I also joined Bandcamp. Band, thedorkforest.bandcamp.com, I guess, has might eventually have live episodes of The Dork Forest that you buy. And it's because sometimes they cost me money, and somebody said, well, why don't you sell them? And so I might do that. So just go to Bandcamp. Right now there's just a couple of stories up, but super fun. And there's a picture of me when I was about eight years old at Farrell's. So there's that draw. But let's get into the show. If there's an ad, it's coming up next. Let's get into the show and some dorkdoms. Hey, Rangers, this week's sponsor is Gen Con. It's a board game convention in Indianapolis, Indiana. Their slogan is, and this is true, the best four days in gaming. This year it's uh, July 30th through August 2nd in Indianapolis, Indiana. The badges are discounted $10 prior to June 14th, and you can get them online at GenCon.com, G-E-N-C-O-N.com, or via will call, pick up at the door. There's like 16,000 events and 350 gaming companies on site. There's literally something for every gamer. Andy's gone for two years in a row. He's going again this year. He'll do play testing. And everybody play tests new games. You can meet people and play old games. You can just meet people. The greatest thing about this convention is that more people weren't standing in line to go to a panel. This is a, this is a convention where people are actually playing games and it's really, really fun. They're expecting a little more than 60,000 gamers this year, making it the largest, longest running game convention in North America. And it's just really fun. It's G-E-N-C-O-N dot com. I'm going to go. There's going to be a live dork forest. It is July 30th through August 2nd. Come and play games, you guys. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm back in my living room in Van Nuys. Turns out with my neighbor, Mary Kennedy, stand-up comic, your own vodcast, which means video podcast, you guys. Fancier. Fancier podcast. <laughs> and um, and all of that. So welcome to the show, Mary Kennedy. Thank you, Jackie. Mary Kennedy is at omaryshow.com. Yes. That is your website. And at omaryshow on Twitter. And yes. MK, at mkcomedy for Mary Kennedy Comedy uh, is your personal Twitter account. Yes. And you're Mary Kennedy on Facebook. Yes. Right. So you have a, a vodka. Let's just get, let people know. Okay. That the if the, yeah. Is it, is it on a YouTube? You, they can, is it on the tubes of you? It is on the tubes of you, but you can always watch a new episode uh every thursday at 6 30 pdt uh or, is, is is when the new one comes out yes and it's right there and is it are the old ones available yes there you go and it's omaryshow.com oh yeah and so and it's uh who is your co-host 
Paul Jasek. And how, what do you t- discuss on Omer and Show? It's current events. Uh, really? We, it is current events. It's Good all, for you. There's for a little bit of politics. You know, gutsy I'm, stuff. I'm related to the Kennedys, so. Well, that's I, right, Mary Kennedy. Yeah. So I, I was named after Jackie Kennedy. We were we didn't really? know them at all. Yes. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that is really uh, cool. Yeah, uh, they put a lot of um, Jack Jacqueline is my is my full name, uh, and uh, so yes, I was named after, but they didn't know her. <laughs> Well, they didn't, and I have didn't a big... know her either, so right. we're good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I didn't even know Ted Kennedy gave me a scholarship for college and I didn't even meet him. I met wow. his assistant Peter and Peter. So Kennedy you're Hayward. distantly related to the to the Kennedy Kennedys. Second How distant cousins. Second cousins. That's mm-hmm. not even that distant. Well, second cousins twice removed. So it is. I little... had Lori Kilmartin on. This is many episodes ago. I think this we're on like we're almost at level uh issue whatever the word would be. Right. Episode three hundred of the pre recorded. And then there's another over 200 of the horrible audio, but that I will one day make into something beautiful. Yeah. But one of the first ones <laughs> was with Lori Kilmartin and uh, Kathleen Madigan. Yes. Dorking out about the Kennedys. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of people who dork out about us. It's yes. crazy. I mean, yeah. and not, and not the Teddy, not John, the generation before yes. that. Rosemary and the. Uh, yeah. And Joe. And Joe yeah. and, and. It was fascinating. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about anything. Uh, that's not true. I know very little about everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> at this late date. Well, yeah. And- no. My dad geeked out about it. My dad. Did he? Yeah, well, yeah. And he. Because you grew up in the Boston area right. or Boston? Yeah. And so we had, um, photo albums of Kennedy pictures. Like he would have, you know, Jack Kennedy or JFK, mm-hmm. you know, at his prom, but there'd be no pictures of me at the prom. So he oh was God. very much obsessed. And his second wife, after he divorced my mother, was a lot like Jacqueline Onassis. Okay. So it was a little creepy, but sure. You know. <laughs> so yeah, when you're working an angle, um, it's, it, and when you start collecting ones by the relatives and not by your own children, that's, that's, little... uh, that's <laughs> it's exciting. My sister's uh, boss is a guy named John Taft and okay. he is the great grandson. Of William Taft. Right. And, um, Supreme Court judge. Yes. Also president. Yes. But, uh, but, uh, I, I believe I've met him, but I read his book now, but Darla said that she was listening to a speech that he made one time and he was talking about how he went to Yale and he got a degree in, uh, Italian literature. Uh huh. And he said, how do you think a guy who got his degree in Italian literature, uh, becomes the head, the CEO of the fifth largest banking, uh, industry, uh, banking company in the, in the world. And he said, because my great grandfather was William Taft. That's why. <laughs> and yeah. my sister is like, it's just nice to meet some, some, some of these guys that are like, oh yeah, I was born on third. I'm so, yeah, it's, uh, it's nice and that he's self-aware of it and really good guy, like, like sane and, and, and big, Normal. uh, LBGT, um, advocate and stuff for, yeah. for gay rights and stuff like that. He is not gay, but both his daughter and his stepdaughter are gay. Yeah. See, it's interesting. And my mother, when she, when my parents got divorced, she didn't give up the Kennedy name. She's no dope. Oh, she is no dope. So well played. She, she kept it and I kept it. I, I didn't take my husband's name. Oh, there you go. So, you know, I have a friend who's a uh, Hawaiian and she's like, I would never give up my Hawaiian name because there's only about nine of us left. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I keep wanting to get her on new kids on the block. That's her dorkdom. Oh, oh, I love them. Do you love them? I do love New Kids on the Block. Well, Mary Kennedy, let's talk about your dorkdom. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, can start with New Kids on the Block and the whole us, we in put. touch <laughs> and okay, yeah. those magazines. You like those? Okay. I, for years I had a subscription to Star. I, I love it. I can't, I can't explain it. And I know it's not real news. And I know, and I cringe just a little bit when I do buy them. Well, but they make me happy. My, you know, if they soothe, if they, if they stop the voices, <laughs> please, please make it happen. Well, no, and my mother, so we go on vacation and she'd always get an inquirer. Okay. And so it was like we were on vacation when my mother had the inquirer. Okay. So now when I go shopping at Ralph's, cause that's what I do, mm-hmm. um, you know, I need something. Cause I, everything else is gone. So I go and I get the yes weekly or the in touch or the okay. Okay. Let's talk. So star, there's star. I remember I, I got it when it was newsprint. Yes. And so there's star, there was inquirer. Right. And the star was always the more credible. Yes. Because they, they would always say successfully, they've never been successfully sued. Right. For inaccuracy as opposed to the inquirer, which got sued for inaccuracy all the time. Now the us, 
Us Weekly, which has it always been called Us Weekly? I thought it was just called Us. I, my, I think it, I thought, well, maybe I'm confusing it with the USA Today. I don't know. All okay. I know is yeah, I, I know. but what I like so about, I think it's called Us Weekly. Yeah. yeah I, what I like about Us Weekly is it is the poor man's version of people. So oh. it is the more sensational stories that people put out <laughs> are unwilling to, to are unwilling to go to. And so <laughs> I go there if I want something a little bit more randy. Sure. All right. And uh, so talk to me about the um so us shiny a gloss. Yes. There's a gloss to it. Mm-hmm. And it is famous people or Famousy people. Like everyone's too famous now. There's too many famous. I don't know who anyone is anymore. It's famous and it's, it's definitely a reality show. Okay. Like if I see, cause you know, we talked about that. I'm a, I love reality shows. Okay. Um, with the chagrin, I'm a professional actress and they, they can't stand. Right. That I like. I, I did not know that you liked, uh, was that on the list? I'd, I, 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 I love your... reality shows. Love them. All of them? Oh, a lot of them. I, Even t- the crap ones or especially the crap ones? It has to have an undertone of family or relationships. So right now I am, I am geeking over married at first sight. Married at first sight. Yes. What is that? So, and what channel is that on? <laughs> it's on A&E. Awesome. And they, it's an entertainment channel. Yeah, and there's four experts. Mm-hmm. There's a psychologist, a spiritual person, a, um, sociologist, uh, and then there's one more specialist. Maybe a sexologist. Yes. Okay. They, they look at a bunch of people, headshots and resumes, a bunch <laughs> of people and they decide which three couples they will take. And they, they, it's like a bit, it's almost like going out for American Idol. You go and that you get all these people and then they pick three couples that they follow for six weeks. Wait. So they're, are they couples before they come to the show? They meet each other for the first time and they get married. So. Legally married for six weeks, and at the end of six weeks, they can decide whether they want to stay married or get divorced. It's really fabulous. Wow. <laughs> Holy. And are these people against gay marriage, possibly? Well, no. I mean, this? I mean, well, no. I mean, I, I think that's probably next. I'm sure they'll have a couple that's, that's, that's same sex. Same sex. I'm sure. I mean, you know, right now, the couples, one guy's really cute. He's from Long Island and okay. he's with Jacqueline and they're great. Like, okay. I think they will make it. You think, do you think they'll make it? Like they've never met each other. I think they'll make it. They've got a great sense of humor and, and like she already gets him and I think they have a good basis for a marriage. There's another woman and this, I thought, so are they having sex? Well, they have the choice to consummate the relationship on the night of their wedding if they so choose to. Do they show the sheets? No, they don't. They shut the door. (laughs) They always do that, you know, and so, so basically, uh, one of the couples did consummate. They mm-hmm. are the, I call them kind of the Guido couple. Okay. They're totally like, you know, they're very hot heated Latino and I mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. And then the other couple who's a guy from Jersey and a girl from Manhattan. She's a Manhattanite. He's a Jersey boy. Like he's not, he's like kind of a mama's boy. Okay. They have not consummated the relationship because for her, it needs to be based on love. What okay. I find interesting is how do you know you're in love with somebody after six weeks? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you're married. I'm married. Uh, did it take six weeks? No, it probably took about two months. Okay. Oh, so two more weeks together and then maybe you could. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I mean, but, uh, and you're married too. So yeah. the basis of a. Yeah, it was not instantaneous. Yeah. And that's so interesting. That's, um, what the hell? So, okay. So they, they, they've picked from headshots and resumes, right? They've said, okay. And then do they pair them up? They pair them up depending like for on instance, personality, profile on personality or? profile. So what's interesting about the Jersey guy, the mama's boy mm-hmm. and the Manhattanite is they both were bullied as kids. Oh. So the specialist thinks it's great to have two kids who are bullied be in a marriage <laughs> together. So whenever somebody yells at the other one, it becomes a whole after school special. <laughs> It's very, <laughs> and, and, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's okay. So, and there's, there's four couples or three, three couples. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's the couple that you think are going to make it. Yeah. And what, and, and they're just funnier and they're just more down they to just earth. Don't or? take it. They, they don't take things too seriously. And what are their jobs or lives like? Uh, the, the wife, Jacqueline is a vodka retail specialist. She sells vodka. Awesome. And then her husband is a realtor. 
and that is her husband because they got married. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is not her boyfriend or the guy that's on the show with her. That's her husband. Yeah. And there is, you know what? I used to do a joke, uh, in my early thirties about there was something credible about being divorced when you were in your thirties. Uh, Really? Yeah, yeah, because you trick somebody, at least one person, into marrying you. And <laughs> so you're there's like, hope. So there's <laughs> hope. You're yeah. just like, oh, are you, cause whenever anybody would ask me when I was like 38, 39 years old, are you married? I'd be like, nope, never been married. And you want to say, could have been, uh, like some, <laughs> some people do say, well, I was engaged once, or some people said, well, you know, I had a long-term relationship, we never got married. And, but people literally, they, they will justify it in right. a way that makes, that, Made me think to myself when I was in my thirties. Well, at least if you get divorced in your thirties, you at least gave it, someone gave it a shot. And it was <laughs> no. before I went to the online dating and I was like, well, we're going to do this mathematically, which is what I suppose reality show could be. Like, are these people in their twenties? No, they're in their thirties. They're, okay. they're, they're, um, one, never married or n- never married. One girl was engaged, but that didn't work out. But there is with the women. Specifically with two of them, they're definitely their their that clock is ticking. Okay. And I I didn't have that clock tick actually. No. And then and then I ended up having kids. So right. I I you know it wasn't the the big sort of Times Square clock that everybody talks about was right. not my experience. Right. But but these these ladies have it. These they have it. They are. They're like okay, I'm willing to go on a show and meet a dude that I don't know. <laughs> and so have as is this the first season of this? Uh, it's the second season. Did, do we know what happened to the last people? Um, I watched it and I think two of the three couples stayed together, but we don't know. I don't know if they're still together. If they have children or like, they could be its own magazine. Married at first sight, follow the lives of these people. Yeah. And just check in with them every couple of months. Right. Exactly. What's, uh, what's happening? What's that? No. Anyone take up <laughs> math or did you guys, are you pregnant? Is anything, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's hilarious. So, mm-hmm. and that's on A&E. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of show. So mm-hmm. did you, do you watch like the Kardashians? No. Okay, that's a family show. I, I can't watch. I cannot. Can't do it. I can't. I can't watch them. I okay. can't. Bruce about- Jenner. I watched the interview, which I enjoyed. Oh, did you? Yes, it was very compelling. But I cannot for a minute watch Kim Kardashian. Is it a compelling like a train wreck? Is it? No, you know. Or- I, I, you know. Here's the thing. I was. I don't ha- know anything about Bruce Jenner, by the way. Well, I never watched the Kardashians, uh, but I knew that he was a sports guy when I was a kid. Well, and you know, he's transitioning into being a woman, and I know that. Yeah. So it was just interesting to watch this guy, this, this, I would say sports hero. Yeah. Want to be a woman. Okay. And now go through any means necessary to be a woman. Right. And not have the chaos of the Kardashians behind him. He's sort of, it's a stand, it was like a standalone piece. And he was talking to Diane Sawyer. And for the first time I got a grok of who this, this guy is. Yeah. Cause and, I think he was just in the background, right? Of right. all, of all the kitchen scenes, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cause yeah. that I, I've seen parts of the show occasionally, but I can't, I don't know anything about them though. I did. Uh, I'll tell you, Ian Carmel, stand up comic from Portland lives here now. Uh, had one of the nicest things to say about the Kardashians. He said, you know, I don't know anything. I never knew anything about them before he started working for Chelsea lately. And, oh, then, okay. and then he had to watch the show a lot. And he said, and it occurred to me that Kim Kardashian is is a is a marketing genius. She is, and he yeah. said that is where he found a way to like her. And I was like, okay. I mean, I'm still not inviting them over to the house. Yeah, but it's uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but it was, but it was kind of inter- interesting because all of these people are obviously an eye on the main chance, and they're like, I need to turn something around here, and I need my 15 minutes of fame, so let's do this. So so not the Kardashians. How about little people? Do you like the midgets? Uh, well, I have a fear. <laughs> oh, do you have an un- you have a phobia of, of something? I have a fear of, of little people, and it's hereditary. I'm not kidding. Do you, what does it mean? Do you know? It sounds like a prejudice. No, what does it mean? No, no. Do you know Selena Luna? You know. No. Yeah, she, I know. She was a, she was. I know Tanya Lee Davis. <laughs> what little people do I know? I know Tanya Lee Davis. I know that Brad one Williams. guy. Yeah. Brad Williams. Yeah, yeah. No, here's, it's true actually. And I had a talk with her because she was on, on, on my show, right? And we had a chat and I said, I am a little nervous of little people. And she goes, it's very common. Right. And I thought, like you, I thought I, I was prejudiced. And then I found out my mother has the same problem. 
Well, and I don't think that that's, I don't think that's genetic or hereditary. <laughs> I think, I think your friend is correct. It is common. You have to sort of, you have to power through it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, Oh, all right. It's that guy again. And, uh, and right. remember to meet Brad face to face like a person and not just be fascinated that he's that super small. short. Yeah. And whatever yeah. and try to get over it. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, but it's interesting because the little people, uh, franchise, so to speak, I, I like the, do- I like the doctor. The, okay. The woman who's the doctor and her husband. And they adopted two kids that are actually have, um, you know what they have. They're, they're oh, little okay. people as well. And so I got into the story of that because she, the, the woman is this huge pediatric, you know, I think she's almost, I think I would say, and I could be wrong, like a pediatric neurosurgeon. This, oh, wow. This, this, and, and so it just, you know, they, they came up through adversity and every, you know, I was bullied as a kid. So when I see stuff like that, I'm in. Oh my God. Yes. It, I- I was bullied as a kid, but you wonder, I, when I think of my bullying compared to what is clearly happening to someone who has some sort of physical right. difference or disability, it had to be exponentially greater yes. than my own. Yeah, and I agree. I, yeah, I was more bully me, hit me again kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you want to bully, you want to bully this? Do it again. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to wear you out in your bullying. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, although my parents did tell me with bullies, uh, did your parents tell you to ignore it and it would go away? No, my father taught me how to fight at five. Oh, so, and just uh, said, so go I, beat them up. Yeah. And I would, and I'd win. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So have you ever bullied anyone? There was one girl and I actually made an amends to her on Facebook. Oh my God. She it's doesn't the even worst. remember it. Of course she doesn't remember it, but it's yeah. eaten you alive for a yeah. million years. Yeah. I uh, got, I picked a fight one time in my life when I was 12 against like a nine or 10 year old and yeah. still, still beating myself up. Have no idea who these people are. No way to make up for it except for to not do it again. And, right. uh, but, uh, and this kid kicked my ass. Wow. Cause, um, and later I was like, nah, she had right on her side. So that's why she won. <laughs> but I must have been 11 or 12 years old. And she was like nine. And, uh, and I went back to my grade school and I was really mad about something. And I was like, I'm going to just pick a fight. And so I did. And I had never done it before. And every other fight I had been in, I had either won or lost or whatever. I, mean, I didn't get in a lot of fights because I was not, uh, there was no hitting. There was, right. uh, it was not to be done. Yeah. Uh, I have to do something. 1839. It's, uh, this, uh, this microphone is a little muffled. Okay. So see if it's any, but yeah, it's better. I don't know what that's. Okay. Okay. Uh, done. So what, so, okay. So you li- the little, you've watched some of this stuff, yeah. but what's the better, what's the best ones? Well, Real Housewives. Oh, I am a real. Of various towns? I am a fan of Real Housewives, New Jersey, New York. Beverly That's because you're East, East Coast, and now you live here, maybe. Not Atlanta. Uh-uh. Okay. I won't watch it. Why not? I, I, I just never got into it. Okay, just didn't get sucked into it. Yeah. And how long is that? Is it a half an hour? Is it an hour? hour. It's an hour. Yeah. And then there's the reunions. Those are more, even more interesting than the episodes. <laughs> What do they talk about? Because they're real housewives. Now, what does it mean they're a real housewife? They don't have jobs? Well, they have staff. I mean, they ordered the staff around, but a lot oh, of Oh, they're them, fancy housewives. Well, Beverly Hills is in New right. York for sure. And okay. Jersey even. Yeah. Okay. So they're, you know, they're not, like for instance, you and I live in Van Nuys. It's not Real Housewives of Van Nuys. No. No. No, I think that we all want to see that. I I think you and I should do that. My Filipino (laughs) neighbor lady, uh, makes a hell, when I bring over garden vegetables, I got a plate of food back. Yeah. So, uh, that's a Real Housewife right there. Yeah. Me freaking out about a dead bird that one of the feral cats (laughs) left on our doorstep. You have them too. I have them. Yes. Of course you have them. You live two blocks from me. Yeah, they're very. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. they're very sweet. Andy yeah. has named them all. Which uh, really, I was like, why would you? Why would you name them? What are you? What are you thinking? They're having organizing meetings. I, I think on Willis, they all come together. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a committee meeting. We have two or three of them that uh, we we have a lefty whose eyes fucked up. Yeah, we have a Jet who's black. Yeah, we have Toby who cat our neighbor cat whose name is Kathy but insists on being called Cat because she feeds them all. Like really? we don't feed them. No, our, we have a neighbor who feeds them. That oh, drives me nuts. Yeah. Cause we, I, uh, we, uh, our other neighbor tries to feed them, but he leaves it out. So what he's feeding is raccoons and possums. 
Yes. Who oh, are possums. also. We got some possums. Yeah, they're that pretty creepy me. looking. Yeah. Oh, no. It isn't great. Yeah. It is not. <laughs> so the only reality shows I've watched Top Chef. I love Top Chef. Top Chef is great. Yes. Right. I like the cost, the, co- uh, the contests. Right. Um, Amazing Race was good. Oh, I never watched that. The mole that Kathy Griffin was in years ago was excellent. I loved that. Is it now? I first season is traditionally the best because they don't know what they're doing and they just have a game and they let people play it. Right. And then they try to recreate it every year. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, Amazing Race, I'm told, was uh, and Survivor. The first season of Survivor was supposed to be the best. Yeah, and I watched the first season and then I stopped. Oh, fair enough. And then, um, like I can't watch Chopped. No, I don't watch Chopped. And and the thing, the other thing about Chopped is that once you get into one, there are thirty in a row. So because Food Network doesn't even have any more recipes, because uh, I really like recipe shows. Yeah, where like I I liked Rachel Ray. I am willing to say it out loud. Really, I know it. I know it. Oh. It is a people hater. People hate. The, and you know what? They love to hate her. And yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, I, this daytime television show that she has, I'm not interested in. Yeah, no. But um, but I thirty minutes. Of whatever, and then she's using. I liked her a lot better than that woman who always talked about the the table settings matching the curtains. Martha Stewart? No, no, uh, 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 a very, very thin blonde woman, tall, on the Food Network. Someone's yelling at the the, the their iPod right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. but but those were the reality shows I watched, and and then and then I also enjoy Sing Off. I don't know if you ever saw the acapella. Yes, I enjoyed that. I did. And I enjoyed the first season of American Idol. Okay. How about The Voice? I have not gotten into that. Okay. People love that as well. Yeah. I okay. just, you know, for me, I think it's also, I don't feel like I'm working. Oh. Do you see what I'm saying? Is is, is that it's sort of interrupting with your actual career? Yeah, because if you watch, okay, if I watch a sitcom... I'm looking for the jokes. I'm seeing who's been cast in it. You know, if I'm watching, you know. That's how you watch television? Yeah. Is that how everyone here watches television? Because that's why I can't watch television. Because I'm like, yeah. well, I don't want to watch television like that. I want to be taken away like a Calgon bath. Well, the only only way that I can be taken away fully is if I watch stuff through the BBC. Oh, okay. Oh, because you will not be cast. I won't be cast. Thousands of miles away. Yeah, exactly. And so, but that's that's. I'll watch that. I'm into Outlander right now. Like those are the scripted shows. Games of Game of Thrones. I'll watch. Sure. But if it's something that I've either auditioned for or I could possibly get or something like that, I feel like I'm working and it's not a vacation. Whereas the reality show is a vacation. Okay. Then you just check it out. Now with Us Weekly and in touch. Let's let me talk about in touch. What is in touch? What is it in touch with? It's the more dirty version of Us Weekly. It's the more. It's even. It's even raunchier. Well, it's more salacious, meaning that it's that it's. You said that this. No, that's the that there's 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 steps down to in, the Inquirer. Okay. So you go people Us Weekly in, in touch. touch. Okay, Star Inquirer. Okay is even. These are dumber, essentially. Dumber than, and, 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 and and more speculative. And they're not quantitative. There's no, there's no real. Speculative fiction yeah. is what we're looking yeah. at. Mm-hmm. And now, can you recognize one of the young starlets from the other now? Yeah. Because of these, uh, because of these magazines. Yeah, when you sure. see a long haired, beautiful woman with brown hair, who's very, very fit, you can look at her face and go, oh, well that's. That's so and so. Yeah. Probably. Good for you. Sort I, of. I, mean, I got I, I have my phone and I can see it. But I mean, yeah. But I go. Oh, I, do you get apps? Well, no. No, no. You no. buy you buy hard copies. I buy over hard copy. And if grocery. I don't know who that is, I'll go look it up. Okay. You know. Okay. Who are your favorite? Uh, who are the biggest messes in the young in 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 young Hollywood today? That uh, that we might like Lindsay Lohan. I even know that, and I, there's no reason why I should know she, that. She's getting be- she's getting better. Oh, is she? Oh, good. Yeah, Teen Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a new reality show. The blonde on Teen Mom is a mess. Okay. She's now, she's addicted to painkillers. Her second husband, now mind you, she's only like 22. Her second husband is trying to take away custody of the, her kid with him. She had twins with another guy. Okay. They suspiciously looked the same and they both kind of bought the same trailer. Oh. It's that kind of thing. So she's, she's, she's on what the cover. Is teen Mom? Teen Mom. Oh, Teen Mom. It, they took a MTV. MTV. They created a whole Morgan J. Freeman, not the actor. And okay. Good for the, you. Was the creator and basically took a bunch of 16 year old moms 
and followed them from pregnancy through to parenthood. And now he's got teen moms that their kids, their first kids five almost. So talk about, talk about viability of programming. You've got, you know, episodes forever. Wow. And you could talk a 16, 17 year old into, you're like, don't you want to be on television? Yeah. Uh, don't you want to go through your formative years yeah, <laughs> being exactly. filmed on MTV? Well, and a lot of these girls, like the blonde, you know, she's on drugs. Amber, I think her name's Amber, ended up Why in jail. Why would it be? Yeah. Uh, jail. <laughs> For what? For drug possession. Oh, drug possession. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what I think about uh, incarcerating people for drug possession. I mean, I suppose it's, it's, it's against the law. <laughs> it's against the law, but, but I think, I think in this case, she had, I think she was, with this guy and they had some drug possession. I think it was more than one charge. Oh, weird. And so that's called teen mom yes. and the blonde on teen mom who is now addicted to painkillers might be the biggest mess in, yes. in our, in the new kids. Yeah. And so, huh? What's her name? Any idea? I can't. I can't. Oh, fair enough. I think it might be Leah. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you have any access to that at all is awesome. <laughs> is how about the young men? Are the, are, are there? Well, I, and I, I, I hate to utter his name because he, he nauseates me so. Oh, there's much. a bad, there's a bad well, kid? Justin Bieber. Oh, that kid. I, I, but he's a big star, right? I know, but I just, it's, it's hard because remember when we were talking about new kids on the block? Yep. Like they had talent underneath them. And, yep. and I felt, you know, I felt they came from a place. They're from the East Coast. Yep. They, 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 you know, we talked about adversity before and coming up and, you know, just they were a group and they danced yeah. and they sang and yeah. it was, it was, it was genuinely real, I think. Yeah. But yeah. Justin was sort of formed. Now, Taylor Swift was also formed. Okay. Her father gave a record company a million dollars and said, here, take it and do what you want. But there's talent. Make my child, that. make my child into a rock star. Yeah, exactly. But with, with Justin, right. He, he was more, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's, he's no, I, but, but I don't know who made Justin Bieber. Like, did his dad give somebody? I think you. Well, no, I think YouTube made Justin. Okay, and then I think people glommed on, and I think teenage girls. Like, went, is this now? He's twenty one now, right, yes. or twenty two? Twenty one. And Answer, yeah. so he's been famous for probably five years. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was sixteen or seventeen. Maybe. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he did his own YouTube video. Yes. And then it blew up. Became viral. Yep. Yep. And then they were like, okay, well, this kid's going to be huge. Where is Justin Bieber from? Who raised him? Canada. Oh, he's Canadian. <laughs> you would, th- every time I meet a, Can- a Canadian who's an idiot or not funny or not nice, I'm always surprised. All really con- consistently surprised. Yes. Huh? I don't, yeah. I don't know that. Maybe I just don't know that many Canadians, but uh, the Canadians I all know are pretty talented. And genuinely nice people. No, and I did, I did, I did the Saskatchewan, uh, oh, comedy yeah. festival. Mm-hmm. And they, they, you know, I got held at customs in Calgary. Oh, did you? Yes. And then I ended Are up. Are you a mule? What, how, why were you held? <laughs> I was held because, well, I was with another comic and she goes, listen, you go through there and you just tell them you're going to a wedding. And I don't lie well. No, I, I I don't, I'm not a good, I'm not, I'm a very honest person. Yeah. And so when I tried to, to tell the story of the wedding, I flubbed up and they knew that the gig was up. And so they, (laughs) who was this genius? (laughs) Didn't Saskatchewan comedy festival give you paperwork to hand them and go, hello, because it was completely under the table. Oh, was it? Yes. Oh, that'll happen. And then, and then you do have to lie and you're like, ugh. And so she's really good at it. So she glided through. I, you know, had a great story. I'm, I'm the maid of honor at this wedding. My dress is in the back. And I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. And so they, they I started to sweat and Too I. Too big of a story possibly. Well, I got to keep it simple. I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> and so they took me into holding and I was trapped with this like, Ugh. and you know, they, what scares me about them is that they look like my family's from Maine as well. And okay. They look a little bit like the forest patrol. Cause they have those hats. Oh, right. Right. And so I'm sitting in an airport with a guy looking like a forest ranger. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was, that, that made me a little nutty. And then he's saying, well, I think you're here on business. He goes, really? Why are you here? And I was like, oh crap. And I go, all right, I'm a stand up comic. I'm here for exposure. You're, oh, there you go. Yeah, but he goes, are you getting paid? I go, no. So eventually, so so eventually, uh, well, not until the girl who looked like third rock from the sun, you know, the tall Christian Johnson. Yeah. Not until a woman that looked exactly like her as one of the other police guards came out and had me tell her a joke and look on the website. Did I finally get released? 
Oh, that's hilarious. And then I left. Do you know that once I forgot my ID, um, and yeah. it was, I think it was post nine eleven. I lost my ID when I was away from home, and I was like, I had headshots for some reason. I had a hard copy of my headshot. Right. And they let me on the plane. Oh, see, that's good. That was great. And I was like, and I can also show you my website. Is there something? <laughs> and <laughs> completely insane. I like that they looked you up and it's, um, I was just watching an episode of Barney Miller. Yeah. It's very soothing. I want to yeah. just redo all of the scripts of Barney Miller. I and, agree with you. And, and just why even rewrite them? Uh, just let's just do it. I'll play fish. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And, um, the, um, the, the, uh, <laughs> The Jack Sue wanted to tell a knock-knock joke, and he kept, through the entire episode, he was like, oh, there's a really funny knock-knock joke in the paper. So knock-knock. And um Barney at one point says to Ron Glass, he goes, answer that, would you? And then walks out. He never gets to tell the knock-knock <laughs> joke, really which is such a huge setup to, oh, he's never going to. I kind of wanted to hear the knock knock joke. Yeah, at the end, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. So the only television I watch are genuinely, I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm oh, watching, that's a good show. That's a great show. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching Daredevil. I'm yeah. on episode four. Oh, I saw it all. It's fabulous. I can't do it. Too dark. So uh one at a time, yes. folks. And then hopefully with an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in between them yeah. <laughs> or an Avengers yeah. or something. I'm going to see Avengers again. Um I saw that too. Yeah. Good. Pretty great. Yeah. And uh though I guess Vanity Fair had a big article about how Daredevil was better than the Avengers. Really? And here's what I would like to say. Uh, neither one of them has to be better than the other. It'd be like comparing two comic books. You're like, guess what? They get, both get to be, you can like one more than the other, but. But see, that's, that's the thing though. I think, and kind of to bring it up to what we were talking about with these celebrity rags. Yeah. I think there's so much stuff. <laughs> celebrity rag. I think there's so much stuff out there in the celebrity rag stuff that Vanity Fair, Rolling Stone, all of them have to be controversial in order for people to buy Oh, right, because they're competing with In Touch. I want In Touch to be a massage magazine. No, I'm sorry. I want it to be In Touch with your inner whatever. (laughs) What you're saying is that this is just, it's rumor mill stuff. It's rumor mill stuff, but it's also... Is it pictures of people without their makeup or somebody's wearing a dressing correctly? It's that, but it's also like I'm totally into Teresa from Real Housewives of New Jersey because she's in jail. Oh, is she? She's in jail because her and her husband did tax evasion and fraud. And so she's serving her, uh, I think it's 15 month sentence before her husband serves a four year and might be deported back to Italy. So wow. Do so they have kids? They have kids. They have Which kids. is why they've staggered it. Yes. Okay. And so that is, so I, those are what's selling when there's that, when wow. they in touch, the cover of in touch is the, their picture from her in jail. Yeah. It's going to, Go off the shelves like crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I don't even know like the genuine like stars and stuff, right? Because I, like, I met Olivia Munn the other day. Oh yeah. She's lovely. She's lovely. Yeah. But I was like, I loved you on G4. And, uh, <laughs> she's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you didn't see the news? No? Okay. And I was like, well, you're going to be Psylocke, right? In the new X-Men movie. And she was like, yes, yes, I am. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to go work out right now. And, uh, she had to go work. She has to work out uh, almost every day. Cause, well, of uh, course, yeah. right. Cause they're going to put an outfit on her and, uh, to fit into that outfit. There's going to be some sit-ups, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But so I, I mean, I knew, I knew her from the Daily Show and from G4, Attack of the Show. And everyone was like, she was in newsroom. She was, uh, she did a bunch of other stuff. And I, and I was like, I don't get that tell, I, like, I have HBO Go through my brother. Right. But I never watch it. And, uh, we have a antenna that, uh, so we get rabbit ears. And, and, and I have a TiVo so we can record things, but I watch mostly PBS. So I wish, I wish I watched things even for work. I would like to watch things like to watch the big bang theory and go, okay, I couldn't get, I can't watch it. The big bang theory. Oh, I can't, I can't watch it just because it doesn't, those are, those are the coolest nerds in the world. Those guys aren't nerds. Did you ever see the it show? The it show, which is the, it was, it was ripped up. It was the, the, it was the British version of the Big Bang Theory. No. Those guys are nerds, man. Those guys are super dorks. It was awesome. Yeah, because these are, and that's, these are kind of like millennial trending kind of people. Right. Except they're 10 years older than a millennial. I mean, that's right. where, I, and so it, it doesn't ring true to me. I mean, for, you know, and my, 
It's interesting. My husband was a was a British history major, so we'll watch. Oh, that's neat. PBS all the time, and right. I, and I and he'll explain stuff on history that I, I didn't even didn't remember. Certainly not British history. Yeah, I mean it's hard enough. <laughs> yeah. First of all, they have another five hundred years. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah. How about um? Now I've mentioned this on the program before. One of the only real another reality show that I enjoy. There are only five episodes, one season, on PBS called Genealogy Roadshow. It is by no. the Antiques Roadshow people, and you bring them your DNA and your yeah. And oh my your, god, I love this. Yeah, you got to check it out. There are five episodes, and uh, they're all great. They're all fantastic. You will enjoy because it's the drama of family, which yeah. I think is what your is your favorite thing. Now, yes. how many kids are in your family? Mine personally, yeah. Uh, I have two children. Nope, uh, your siblings. Uh, the Irish Catholic, uh, oh, clearly okay. Boston thing. Uh, okay, so I have a brother. Okay, but I have how many half siblings and stuff? Oh, no, no, no. I have um, I have three step brothers. Okay, from my dad's marriage, right? And then I have twin step brothers and a sister from my mom's marriage. Okay, so it's large, and then we yeah. have cousins for days. Cousins for days. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, um, the youngest of six. So it's, um, yeah, it's a lot of kids. Yeah. And, and where did you grow up in Boston? Marblehead. Marblehead? That sounds familiar. Which is 20 minutes north of Boston. It's on Got the it. coast. Okay. Oh, okay. There you go. Sort of towards the Cape? No, the other way. North yeah. shore. Towards Maine. All right. All right. There you go. I, I lived on Cape Cod for three summers, two or three summers. I was very drunk. So, um, <laughs> yes, I, I worked in Provincetown at a hot dog stand, footlog hot dog stand. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all my Boston lore comes from that. And the fact that one of my very best friends is from Worcester, Mass. Right. And, uh, she, when I went to, when we went to college together, she implied that it was cool. And then we went to Cape Cod and we found out it is not cool. Worcester, Mass. It's a great, it's a great no. town, uh, but it is the joke town. It is the town that everyone mocks openly, even though there are 30 colleges there and, uh, and her father is a peace advocate and a good dude. <laughs> but it's, it's Western Mass. So there's a difference between Western Mass and the North Shore and the South Shore. And North Shore and South Shore do not mingle. Oh, really? We do not. There's some caste? Is it, is it In, India? What no, are we talking about? No, no, it just, it's, first of all, you can drive through Massachusetts in one day. It's right, four it's hours. Little. It's four hours cross, uh, you know, in any other any direction. Right. But if in, that, yeah. I, I think if you go, it's two, right? Yeah. But here in LA, <clears throat> you know, we drive four hours if we're going to La Cienega. I mean, do you know? I mean, it's, <laughs> right. So, so, but it's interesting because whenever I go home, my mother, if if you have to take a highway or you have to take, you know, one A or whatever, my mother thinks it takes for days. Right. My dad, when, when, when I, when I grew up and I found out how far downtown Milwaukee was via car, cause I would take the bus and it was two and a half hours. Right. To get from my little town outside of Milwaukee to downtown Milwaukee. It takes about 20 minutes. Yes. To get there via car. And my dad wouldn't do it. He was like, I'm not driving into the city. What are you nuts? Yeah. And <clears throat> it's insane. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same thing. So. You know, we just never, like, I dated a guy in the Cape and my mother was horrified and we weren't, and I wasn't driving yet. And she was like, oh, well, that's going to end because I'm not driving. What'd you do? Take the ferry? <laughs> no, I mean, we met like, you know, in Boston or whatever, okay. but, but you know, it, it's that mentality of like, you know, it's just so far. And Oh, right. Sort of the community kind of situation where yeah. the next village over is this huge deal. Did you ever, um, Sarah Vowell has a book called The Wordy Shipmates. Oh no. And Sounds good though. Yeah. I recommend you get it audible, uh, because it is, uh, dense and very funny and very entertaining, but it's the history of Massachusetts and, um, and the, and the, and the Puritans. And it is fascinating, but super dense and best if read, read to you. Um, and it's all about the founding of Massachusetts and Rhode Island and, um, it's, it's a history book. It's, it's wonderful though. So I, I would recommend, I always ask people from, from Massachusetts if they have, and almost no one has. Same with my friends from, uh, Hawaii, who I'm like, hey, did you, have you ever read that Sarah Vowell book about Hawaii? And they're like, no, I bet you what didn't end well. Did it not end well? Were <laughs> the Hawaiians mistreated? <laughs> yes, Lily Kulani. There was trouble. They took away her stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, <laughs> yeah, no, because my town is the birthplace of the American Navy. So. Oh. It's, you know, so it's, it's this 4.5 square miles. It's on a peninsula. Marblehead. Marblehead, Mass. Yeah. Okay. And it's right next to Salem. 
Okay. So, you know, so, so there's, there's an old timey witch, witch trial that bewitched can take part in. Yeah. Uh, those are my television references. Uh, something oh, I from 1975. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, I was a Brady Bunch fan. Yeah. I was Fantasy Island. I was Love Boat. All oh. of those. Yeah. Yeah. And yet Tattoo or whatever his name was. Yeah. He, he didn't creep you out. No, he, I was no. all right with him. That's because you got to know his personality. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Isn't there a little guy on Game of Thrones? I have a story about Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. That's his name. Yes. And he's a famous actor. Very handsome. Yes. And uh, super short. What's uh, what's your story? Well, I, when I was in post-op after my first uh, child was born, my daughter, I had a C-section. And mm-hmm. they put you on every drug known to man and everything. And what happens is the day after your C-section, they need to wake you up and make you walk. So, oh, okay. So you don't, so, so you just get up and, and your sutures can start to heal and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was, you know, I, I was completely out of it and I, I opened my eyes and I saw this figure in the room that looked like Peter Dinklage. Okay. But taller. Okay. And I go, I said to, I go, it's Peter Dinklage. He's here. He's, he's come because I saw him in the station agent and I was in love. Right. Right. And so you can just imagine. So it was like mixed emotions of fear and grogginess and whatever. And it turned out as he got closer as my male nurse who looked exactly like Peter Dinklage, but a taller version. Oh, a taller version of Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Well, that, that can't hurt that guy. No. Cause uh, that Peter Dinklage guy is very handsome and he's got to be 45 years old, right? He's, yeah. Yeah. So, and he's an incredible actor and it was just wild because he would see me every morning at 6 a.m. This Peter Dinklage like lookalike dude. And wow. And yeah, but that guy does kind of knock it out of the, out of the park a little bit. Yeah. Is, um, which makes you, which makes you wonder. I mean, this town is full of some of the most talented people I've ever met in my life. Me too. Yeah. If not the most, I mean, it's, it, it stems from the best looking person in every small town moves here and. Then they are sad and shocked that they are not the best looking person in the world. And, um. So you're saying that we were the best looking people out of our town? No, we, well, I mean, you possibly, but, uh, what I, please, <laughs> if you would like to, if you'd like to go there, it's between you and your God. Yeah. Mary Kennedy, everybody, MK Kennedy on Twitter and Oh Mary Show, by the way. Let me, yeah, let me do that. Oh Mary Show.com and your vodcast on Thursday nights, uh, the new episode every, every Thursday. And is it an hour? It's an hour. It's an hour. So, and it's a, it's a live video podcast. Yeah. It's vodcast. actually a taped. So they can oh, stop it mm-hmm. and go get snacks throughout. So they don't, they're not oh. glued into a live stream. Wow. So that's good. It's a lot of bandwidth. Anyway. Yes, so nice work. Nice work. Thank you. Uh, so, but my thing about when I moved here, you know, you're just like, it's the best comics from every town as well. Yes. And so some people move here and are mad that they, they're like, don't they know that I'm huge in Albuquerque? I'm the genius of Albuquerque. And you're like, yes, yes. Much like he was the best looking guy in Peoria. You were the genius of Albuquerque. You're going to have to reinvent the wheel a little bit here, prove that you're still funny and you have an advantage if you are very funny. So where did you, where did you start your comedy? Where were you? I'm a Minneapolis comic. Okay. I lived in Minneapolis for um, six years. Okay. Doing stand-up from 90 to 96. Okay. And uh, I did stand-up for a year in the 80s, um, hardcore, but in Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. So, and then, um, but, so, so I was a Minneapolis comic. So when I moved here, I luckily had been told by people, please do not have, do not think that you're entitled to anything. You're, it, it'll be fine because you're funny. Right. And you will prove that. Right. But you have to prove that because nobody knows who you are. Right. And there are 30,000 other people that are also very talented. So, um, you just have to, you, you just have to reintroduce yourself is what it takes. And it takes some time to do that. Yeah. And, uh, but I was, I was just telling somebody today that I was downtown a couple of years ago at Christmas and there was a Victorian dressed up quartet singing, uh, acapella Christmas carols dressed as, uh, Victorian peoples. Right. And, uh, <laughs> they had clearly been hired for some event that I was also hired to do stand up for. Right. And they were amazing. They were, they had the most beautiful voices. I could have cried. They was the most beautiful voices. And, um, I was like, why aren't you guys famous? And they're like, why aren't you famous? We're working on it. And, uh, you know, everybody, everybody here is so good at what they do. And then if you don't, get the results that you wanted was, which was to be famous or rich or whatever. You end up creating a job out of nothing, like walking people's dogs. Yeah. Right. And, and then 
Because you, you have to turn that creative energy into something else. Right. And so, which is why this pile of weirdos that is in Los Angeles is one of the most exciting towns I've ever been in my life. Well, it's interesting because I trained in New York mm-hmm. and at the, the last year that I was there, I was going up like seven nights a week, right? Right. And then I came back, came here. Oh, and I'm no, so sorry. And no, but, but see, here's the thing, but nobody really, I, I maybe got a little headway that I was a New York comic. But you're right. I did. It took me about a year to really prove myself. Yes. And, 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 and there's not as much stage time. Right. Unless you want to drive for hours every single night. Cause uh, my buddy, Andrew Salmson, he'll do three oh, sets I know, a Andrew, night. Yeah. 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 He'll do three sets a night, but he's driving Riverside to on, you know, to yeah, Long Beach. Almost, but it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's more like Echo Park to Hollywood to the Valley to, <laughs> to wherever. Right. And, but it's, it's all night long. And he starts at six o'clock at night and he gets home at one o'clock in the morning. And you're like, what are you? I mean, that's great, but I'm not doing that. I, I mean, I don't even, when I, when I first moved here, I would do sets. I would go to open mics twice a week and, um, and I would hang out twice a week. So I'd go out four nights a week to try to remind people that this did stand up comedy. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. And then, and then, um, but I also had a date. I had two day jobs. I had a day job and then I was doing babysitting on the weekends. I was doing childcare. And so I was working something, you know, crazy fit 60 hours a week. And, um, and the, the childcare thing was out in Agoura Hills. <laughs> so I had wow. to drive an hour 15 out to Agoura Hills. Which is like going to the beach, kind of, but no yeah, water. Yeah, and very beautiful. Yeah, and uh, whatever. It's uh, but um, yeah. So you have to. I mean, you have to do that, and it is fascinating to see. So, oh, the entire point of this conversation yes. was to say that Peter Dinklage is that you think about the geniuses we're missing mm-hmm. because of of the prejudice of the of. With him, he's because he's a little person. Right. You know, he has risen above it. He's worked and got lucky and worked his ass off and all these things worked out for him. But there might be another half a dozen of them, right? Right. And you think about like poor people who don't get a good education and you're like, well, you're just throwing away what could be the guy or the woman who has some child who has like the cure to cancer. It's it's very weird to me. It's weird to me that that we don't think about that, that we don't follow through on that. Well, I think, and, and, you know, maybe to come full circle and become a little political, I think the current administration that we have is, is going towards trying to navigate and trying to find the people that you say that could be the next people that cure cancer, but, but everywhere they go, they're being cock blocked. Right. You know, (laughs) there's a lot of cock blocking going on and not enough, like the, the Democrats are not aggressive enough for me, but I, uh, right. Huge reveal, Rangers of the Dork Forest, tax and pay Democrat, Jackie Cation, yeah. uh, which I'm not psyched about because all of my taxes go to pay for drones. Uh, right. And what I would like them to pay for is education and health care and food stamps and, and, and education again. But, uh, but, but I know that, that I use the roads. I use the waterways. I, everyone, I use the post office. You should have my tax money. So I'm a tax and pay Democrat, but, um, yeah, the, the fact that, that no one's willing to work together, right. Is, is just, it's, it's weird. It's people remind, do you ever read a uh, C.S. Lewis out of the silent planet? Do you ever read that no. science fiction? No. You're, what do you, yeah. I, uh, let's, well, let's get back to you, Mary Kennedy. Why am I talking <laughs> about me? Why don't I do a dork addendum if I want to talk to my, my listeners who love me? I'm not saying you don't. <laughs> No, what am I reading? I, um, well, we talked about the, those mags. I'm, right. I'm a big, another thing that we didn't talk about is I'm a big medical geek. What? I love as a like kid. Like medical journals? As a kid, I would read medical journals and diagnose myself because I was a hypochondriac. <laughs> and I, nice. I'm, I'm obsessed. So I watched, you know, the medical shows, New York Med, Boston Med. Okay. All that stuff. So anything that's got a medical twist, I'm in. Okay. And I will, I will read it and. Are there good websites for that? Like if you want to just go down a rabbit hole of, I wonder if I have gout. WebMD. That's it? It's no. called WebMD.com? There's, yeah, a, there's WebMD.com. Your, your phone will have an app now that's a nurse that can diagnose you. It will. <laughs> And I love that. My friend Karen Rontowski has an app that's called Ghost Radar, and it'll tell you if there's a ghost in the room. Oh, see, I love that. I have to get that app. I love Karen. Uh, Karen's wonderful, and uh, but she was very funny. She did this show a couple of years ago. I got to have her back. Um, 
where she was like, you don't, you wouldn't want me to open that app here because then you'd know if there was a ghost here. And I was like, you go for it, Karen Rotowski. Do you have ghosts? Uh, uh, I don't know if a 99 cent app. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to believe that app. Well, but you know, the thing, so, so that's something that I like get obsessed. So, so another scripted show called The Nick. The Nick. The Nick, which, um, is, is on hiatus right now. We'll come back. Um, Clive Owen was in it was all about the medicine of the 1800s. And I loved it because I would, I would kind of diagnose like somebody would come in. It was like the 1800s ER. And Weird. I, and I would, what channel was that on? That PBS was, or? I think, no, I think it was on uh, Showtime or HBO. Oh, okay. And so, but I, so what I, I have great fun and my, this just happened with my daughter. My daughter went to the doctors. Right. And I knew she <laughs> had something and they didn't listen to me. And then they sent to culture and voila, she's got a little infection. And mommy was right. So, <laughs> well, Vindaloo, you are, in, you are Indian food vindicated. Yeah. Um, well played. The, uh, yeah. So that's my other hobby that I do. So, so do you have like, do you have books, like physical books? You're like, well, let's go to the World Book Encyclopedia and look this up. I did when I was pregnant. I had all okay. of those. I went even beyond what to expect when you're expecting. Okay. I had like, you know, the first five years, the first 10 years. And then when we moved, I got rid of that stuff. No, all, you can get it all online. Okay. Okay. Now everything's online. So I don't, I don't need to, if I want to freak out about, about what some symptom or another. It can, I, I can do it all from the, the comfort of my chair is what you're saying. Right. And then especially if you have like, um, I had a skin infection sorry, okay. on my lip and I ended up diagnosing it because I it? took a picture of it and then I, and I put it into the app and, and it was, it was a staph infection. You had a staph infection on your face on my like face. A, and, and you self-diagnosed it uh-huh. and, I went, and then you went into the hospital and was like, I'm going to need some serious antibiotics because yes. I have a staph infection. Yeah. And I was and right. you were correct. Uh-huh. Nice work. How is that even possible? Is it, do you feel like you've missed your calling that maybe you should have gone into medicine or witchcraft? Uh, well, maybe, <laughs> or a lawyer. I mean, one of the other, right. but I, I really, I don't know. I find it fascinating. I find medicine fascinating. I find law fascinating. I love looking at contracts. Oh yeah. Really? I do. Okay. Like reading contracts. So I'm not like, I, you know, my life is sort of, you know, I don't really watch real television. I watch reality. Right. And I don't real, read real books. I read medical read journals and law journals. Fiction. <laughs> you, you enjoy nonfiction and, uh, you enjoy, sp- it's, uh, it's essentially, it's like treaties. <laughs> I read the on Constitution what? on Sunday. I do. Oh, do you? Yeah. It's nice. I, I have a copy in my, my bathroom. Yeah. You know, the little one, yeah. the pocket one yeah. that Bernie Sanders carries around with him. Yeah. Is it Bernie Sanders? It isn't Bernie Sanders. It's the guy from, uh, from Chicago. Remember the, uh, the last great white hope from Chicago? Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm going, I'm blank. spacing his name. I'm me too. Todd Mason knows it. Just yell it. Yell it out. <laughs> do it, Keith. Yell it out. I know you're out there. Quiet, Mike. Let's hear it. Okay. So. I got some ranger names in my head. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. Yeah. Kim, do it. Yell. <laughs> <laughs> so super fun. But the, um, that's interesting. So you just do, you do, you wheedle around the, the internet looking for trouble, looking for trouble, really. <laughs> Cause that's what you'd really like is, is to see if there's, now how many kids do you have? I have two. Now you have a show coming up about being a parent, correct? Uh, I am, I, I am doing a Mother's Day show, but by the time this airs, it'll be over. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it'll come again next year. Yeah. Is it a Mother's Day stand-up show? Yeah. And so you'll do stand-up and it'll all be... About being a mom. About being a mom. So did you have to write specifically or do you find yourself just writing it? Well... Why wouldn't you just write Well, my material before I was a mom was so much about my mother and her parenting. Because my mom had a band growing up. Uh, <laughs> my mom had a band. What? Uh, she had The a, Go-Go's? No, she had a top 40 wedding band. Okay. Called the mood swings. And so. That's awesome. It was really fun. So, so, and I was her roadie. So the way that she handled parenthood, she was a single mother. Right. Is different than I'm handling parenthood. So, but, but my act before kids wrote itself, cause I have my mother, she's so funny with her one liners, you know? Um, and so with my kids, every single day they give me like a little nugget. 
Oh yeah. You know, and, or just being a parent, like, you know, a friend of mine on Facebook posted, you know, uh, there was a mother's day thing at the school and there was this annoying mother who brought in fresh flowers because she <laughs> didn't want her child to have any of the handmade flowers that the kids made in school. Cause they're above that. So there's Weird. those certain things that you end up seeing, you know, observing right. parents being bad parents and kids being bad kids and, right. and your right. kids being bad kids and right. Yeah. And you being a bad parent or I seeing, mean, you know, your, you're, you're in, you know, your complete failure in being a person in your child, <laughs> you know, and so that writes itself. Right. I do remember there was a guy that I worked with probably 20 years ago who used to do this bit about how when his, when his son was about three years old, he didn't realize how much his kid heard, you know, in the right. repeating. And, and I've heard since then other comics talk about this as well, but Fred Klett, K-L-E-T-T, go to his website. But, uh, it's got to be 20 years ago because, uh, Fred said his boy was about three years old and he was in the, his baby seat in the back seat and they were at a, a stoplight and all of a sudden his son yells, doesn't get any greener, lady. Oh my God. At three. <laughs> It's just crazy talk. Well, yeah. Yeah. How I'm many not. kids do you have? Two. And how old are they now? Six and eight. Six and eight. Okay. And so. they're Irish twins. They're 19 months apart. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, so they're, they're very close, you know. That is a term that I should have heard more because my, my mother is Irish. Yeah. And, uh, all of us are a year and a half apart. So yeah, you're all Irish twins. Yeah. Sort of. And yeah. I picture her in heaven, by the way, which, uh, is a place that doesn't have six children under the age of 10, smoking a cigarette and having a beer and going, look, you didn't need me. It was great, right? All worked out. That's great. I'm going to go get another beer. And <laughs> Well, my grandmother's one of 10. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. You know, so, so, you know, it just, just goes on for miles. Right. It does. Now, have you ever been to Ireland? No, I'm dying to go. Are you? I'd love to. Okay. I'm good. Uh, I, I, good? <laughs> Andy wants to go. He's been once. And, really? uh, yeah, because he is... Um, Andy Ashcraft is a, is a, is a, uh, British mutt. He's just a UK mutt. He's got probably English and Welsh and Irish. And if you asked him what his ancestry was, he'd say, well, we're from Mississippi. <laughs> and he's not even kidding. Right. His entire family, both of his parents grew up in the same small town in Mississippi. He grew up in a small town outside of the Bay Area, uh, north of that. And then, um, but he's got, and he's an only child, uh, of his father and, um, but he's got just a giant boatload of cousins that all still live in New Albany, Mississippi. And, um, they're all, they're all there. When I went to New Albany, Mississippi, his uncle Joe took me to the, to the graveyard to meet the rest of the family. Oh, sure. Yeah. He did that. back to, uh, because his one great, great, whatever grandfather landed in New Orleans from Ireland and, uh, oh, wow. was immediately conscripted into the Confederate army. Because he came in 1861 or wow, 1862. That's story. Yeah, yeah, but he could have landed in New York and been immediately conscripted into the Union Army, right? <laughs> because that's what happened when you were an immigrant in 1861. Right. And um, so, but they're, yeah, that I mean, so where do you know where in Ireland they're from? Or yeah, they're all um, Galway Bay, County Cork. Um, I think that's pretty much it. They're, they're Southern Ireland. South, Southern. And, yeah. um, what I always liked when I was a kid was, was what everyone would say is like, you know, nobody's ever a peasant from Ireland. It's always a, we had an O in front of our name and we had a thing in front. And I was like, no, I think pretty, pretty basic stock, uh, over here is for on both sides. Like my, my dad's family's Armenian. So yeah, we're, uh, we're peasant people. We can do a hell of a good job with a tater. Yes. And, uh, it's delicious. Rice. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and my grandmother came over when she was 17. Oh wow. And she, right there. she cleaned the houses in Massachusetts. And then my, my mother's mother, her family, they came over from Ireland and her, they had 10 kids in, in, in Portland, Maine. Right. And so, you know, it was this whole, you know, all these people came. I mean, Ireland was not a great place. No, they were you know, all starving to death. They were starving. Nobody ever leaves because things are going well. Yeah. That's what I've always <laughs> there said. There isn't a mass as exodus. <laughs> However, we wouldn't mind if Texas did succeed the union, but is it Texas? Uh, I heard that they were talking about it. Yeah. Uh, shocking again. <laughs> Shocked you guys. I'm going to Texas. I'm going, uh, Dallas, uh, to do, uh, an animation convention called Acon. That's and safe. It, You're going to be okay. I'll be fine. I'll be at the Hilton. Yeah. I'll, I'll be at the Hilton outside of <laughs> Dallas, you guys. It's going to be fine. They have the largest Asian collection of art in almost all of Texas. They have a thousand pieces. It's really? beautiful. And 
and like something like 20,000, uh, anime dorks show up and are super sweet and don't break anything. So you're an anime fan then? No, no, no. Not- uh, I don't know anything about anime. I know a little bit about it cause I've done some episodes, but, um, but the Akon people were like, would you come into a live dork forest and stand up? And I said, yeah. Yeah, because because I get to see all the costumes. I love watching the amount of work that people put into those costumes is gorgeous. And then when you see something that's nine feet tall and the guy's standing in the middle of it and then on stilts and working it and you're like, what is that? And he's like, well, attack the Titan or something, whatever it was. <laughs> and I was like, well, good. And I try to watch and I come home and I usually try to watch something and uh, and I and I end up watching some anime and because I like a little bit of everything. So I'll give it a shot. Like I, I may go buy an Us Weekly. Really? Oh, yeah. I may get you addicted. You may get me because I remember for years I was watching the Star. I was reading the Star and I, I would find out about stars. So of Us Weekly, In Touch or OK, would you recommend Us just because it's the yeah I would just because it's the gold standard of because people I don't like people very much. People, I just got a copy of People and I was disappointed because it wasn't as dirty as the others. It really wasn't. It was, Fair enough. it was soft news, you know, and I, right. and I need a little bit of speculation. Cause I do all of my reading, whether or not I'm, you know, using the bathroom. I do all of my reading in the bathroom because it's the only place I have privacy. Oh, right. Cause you're hiding from your lo- beloved I, I, family. I hide from them and I read. I yes. read. I, I plan, you know, my road gigs. I, you know, I, I'm on my phone and I'm not in the bathroom. I'm just right. there. You're just there working it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Mary Kennedy at Oh Mary Show, uh, on Twitter and omaryshow.com. Yes. Everybody go see her do stand up at, oh, we forgot to discuss stationary. Damn it. We'll have to have you back. Oh, well, then we'll talk about stationary. Okay. Another geek thing. Another, yeah. yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And thanks for listening, folks. Take care out there. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we, you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?